All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. Say that at the start of every one of these episodes because it always feels like we're back because it's been a while. Um, yeah. Although probably less of a while than some of our other Fast Peak episodes. Uh, we did one pre-Berlin, uh, Cole, and I don't know about you. How about we do one post-Berlin? Yeah. Oh, here we are. Lucky. Imagine finding us here. I don't know about you, Cole, but ich bin ein Berliner. And Same I- here. <laughs> I actually ate one today. There you go. Uh, that's uh, convenient. Here, here's the idea, Cole. This show is called Fast Peak Last Week. We are going to start the show off with some fast peaks powered by Ripit Energy Fuel, um, which if you want to fast peak something, consider Ripit to help you, you peak faster, is what I'd say. Um, that's their official nice campaign. Thank you. A, we're going to start off with some fast peaks. We're going to move then to uh, some, a slow peak which is like a fast peak, but slower. And uh, we spend more time doing it. We're going to move into everyone's favorite segment of the show, the incendiary community take. And that's a hot take. That's a hot take for those of you who have not studied for the GRE yet. And, uh, <clears throat> and then we'll be done. This is a fast show. It's meant to be fast. That's why I'm talking fast. And let's get right to it because we've got a lot to cover. Big, big time for the team. The season continues unlike some of these other teams who play this game. Season continues, there's more work to be done, but Cole, we got to start it off with our first peak of the night. It's Let's this. fast peak last week. Yes, thank you. Uh, I'm going to start my timer because I think you probably started it too. Yep, go. All right, here's the question for you, Cole. Berlin, done. Players back in America, or at least on their way. How are you feeling? Okay, so the big thing for me is we got to see under T in international competition for the first time, right? Yeah. We know we know we can win NA. We saw it happen. Then Sentinels kind of mm. happen and change some things too. Yeah. But our takeaways from uh, from this Berlin trip, guess what? The boys are still cracked. The boys. Now, was it thrilling? Yes. Yes. We'll talk about that soon. <laughs> but uh, we're talking about a top four in the world finish. We're talking about a, uh, a win over the eventual world champion. And we're talking about Sentinels looking kind of vulnerable. Jordan, 100 Thieves time is now. Boy, it sure seems that way. Um, I think it's easy for us. This is a little bit of like late season LCS vibes I'm getting. Of It feels disappointing in some ways to not have a trophy, right? And yeah. It would have been nice to lift another trophy in just a couple of short weeks from the last one, right? Like that doesn't happen often. Um, But I think that it's important to remember how good this result is just objectively being a top four team in the world is a good outcome. We're, we're all frankly a bit spoiled that it's possible that it's even possible to look at a result like that and say, Hmm, dang you know right right (laughs) what what if 
what if we played that just a bit differently? Or what if we showed up with a different mindset to that series? So I get it. And, you know, and I don't think it's a bad thing, by the way, to feel disappointment when you don't achieve what you're hoping to at the end of the, the event. But top four is fantastic. Uh, we showed up and we played against, as we did at LCS Worlds when we went, or at LCS Worlds, at League of Legends Worlds <laughs> when we went, um, we played against some of the best com- competition the world has to offer. And in this case, we did outstandingly. So... Yes, positive notes for me. I'm happy with how it went. It was an incredibly fun time as a fan, and that is our time to move to the next peak, Cole, which is this. Congratulations to 100 Thieves Valorant. We are the official comeback kings. We might not have lifted the trophy. We're not the kings of the Valorant world, but we sure put up some unbelievable comebacks. I'd have to say, if there was... A, uh, a a vote for most compelling matches and maps. We I think we'd win it hands down. Unbelievable stuff. So just to recap really quick, and then I'll pass it to you. Gambit was first. We were down eleven three. We won ten straight rounds to force map three, with a famous clutch at the end by Hiko. Oh my gosh! Yeah, just still one of the all time plays. The ascend comeback was next. Down 12 7, won seven straight rounds to win it in overtime 14 to 12. So, talk to me about how you're feeling about these comebacks. Yeah, one of the things that we've said over and over on this pod is that with our particular team makeup, we have the experience gene and we have the gene of like, it's not over till it's over. Yep. More so than probably any other team that exists in Valorant, right? Um, and that's a cool way to play. That's a heart attack way to play, but I wouldn't <laughs> expect anything else from 100 Thieves, right? Like, I finally learned my lesson, though. Mm-hmm. This, this, during this Masters, I actually, I actually, while down 11-3, to 3, while down 11-3, I did not despair. You know? I learned the lesson. And we came back and we pulled that off. I cannot believe it happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I... Uh, Again, my heart wishes that we played a different way, mm-hmm. but it just seems like it takes some time for us to warm up to yeah, playing. It really does. I don't know what it is. Slow starts, uh, very often slow pistol rounds. Yeah. Um, dropping map one is very common. I don't know what it is about the team, but they kick it on when it matters, and that's a good feeling. Yeah, and it, it got us all the way to the fourth. Didn't get us to the finals. We didn't manage to do the same against Envy. Here's what I'll say. If your objective is to win trophies, then I'd say this is probably not your highest percentage (laughs) approach. Um, If your objective is to provide one of the absolute best viewing experiences for a fan in any esport, mission accomplished, it's been an unbelievably fun event to watch. And so uh, that is something I'm thankful for. We'll keep that forever, Cole. Uh, But... Berlin is done. It's over. It's in the books. Gambit is king. Uh, Sentinels are not any longer. (laughs) But they are still going to champs. Uh, Champions. I don't know what they call it. Something. Champion. Champions. Champs, sure. Yeah. Cod isn't happy about that. We know what you mean. DM. Um, Sentinels in. Envy in. And I forgot to start my clock again. But here's the thing. We have a chance. We still have a chance. And we actually have a very good chance when you look at the overall LCQ. 
there are a boatload of teams, eight of the next best teams uh, outside of Sentinels and Envy in contention for that final spot at Champions, as well as two of our friends from the lesser-known region of North America, Oceania. Uh, so, Oh, FBI's playing? Sick. Yeah, exactly. Order and Peace being represented from Osh. Uh, so, Which is kind of a cool combo. It is an incredibly cool combo. I don't know if they coordinated that. I have to assume that they did. Um, here's my question for you. Are you worried? How, how are you feeling about our odds to be that third representative from NA when it comes time for champions? Okay, so looking at the other competition out there, here, I think you mentioned some of the other teams, but points-wise, we have like something like 325 championship points. The next best is version one with 200. Version one, they kind of fell off. Phase has 120. Phase is up and down. I don't, I'm not worried about phase. X set behind them. X set's kind of the one where I'm like, mm, maybe they have something. They seem to like kind of roller coaster up and down a bit, but I can't see myself worried about any of the other teams there. Plus, we have double elimination. And so if you combine that with the fact that we just came off of um, an international run where we took down the world champion. I'm actually feeling pretty good. So yep. if it was single em- elimination, I might feel a little more nervous. Right. But if we know one thing about the team, they got the clutch gene. So yeah. I, I have full faith in us getting back. Um, I would be shocked if we did not. Yeah, it does feel like it would be, uh, it would have to be a collapse, right? And you, know, you can't say that it, it was until you see the actual matchup and how teams are doing. Teams get hot, as we've learned from other esports. And if you're hot at the right time, that goes a long way. But yeah, looking at these teams, I, I can't think of any of them that I'd say there's a pretty good chance that they beat us two times out of two um, right. to make it to, to champions. So I'm feeling pretty positive about this. Um, the other thing I'll mention is that we're out of time. So instead of that, Cole, <laughs> I'm going to move straight to our final peak of the okay. week, the, the fast version, which is this. Let's talk about NA and the overall state of the game. It's the first real season of competitive valorant um kings have risen kings have fallen fallen um and what we're left with is kind of a i guess it's it's an evolving picture of the both the na power rankings as well as the global power rankings and coming out of of iceland it seemed like na was going to be unchallenged by anybody and uh, a few short months later here we are with gambit the new kings so I, i'd like to uh, talk about both NA and the state of competitive overall. Um, how are you feeling about kind of our region and the relative strength and what you're expecting kind of moving forward towards the end of the season here? Yeah, so I think historically the worry was, there's two, right? First, it was Vision Strikers. It's like Vision Strikers is right. this insane team. They went on that streak where they won like 130 straight maps or something like that yep. and didn't get it done in Iceland. And then uh, coming into this, they kind of fell off as well. I think they made roster changes. I don't follow them closely. Yeah. Um, but with Sentinels winning the first one, they came in as the favorites for the next. Uh, we sent three NA teams through. We dominated Europe early. And I know Gambit eventually did win out, but we beat them. Mm-hmm. And Sentinels kind of like had a weird moment. <laughs> they, they it, w- it was like... Sentinels suddenly started playing bad out of nowhere, which is not going to last long. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like Team Liquid and LCS. It won't last long. They're going to be back. 
Um, and then Envy, they ran into Envy, who played the game of their lives against Sentinels. I have never seen a team dialed in on shot accuracy yeah. in my time watching Valorant, like Envy in that specific match. Everybody. So, it wasn't just one person. And they, it was everybody. Right. Yeah, it was everybody. And they put us on the same side of the bracket. Yeah. Three out of the four teams <laughs> on that side were NA teams. Yeah. So obviously we sent one through. We looked strong. Again, Gambit won. It was, it was actually pretty close. It was a 3-0 map score, but the series was pretty tight. There was like overtime once or twice and, and close scores. I feel great about NA. And I feel like we are the favorite region, the strongest region. I don't care if Gambit ended up winning. I like them. They're cool, whatever. Yeah. But I feel like NA is very strong. Top heavy. Because, you know, we're like, if you, you take our top three teams, there is a drop off after yeah. that. Right. After Sentinels, Hunter Thieves, Envy, it, there, is, there is a drop off. But you got three. We're going to be sending three. I think NA has to be the favorite region. Yeah. I think it'll depend a little bit on if Gamut can stay hot. You know, at their best, they have looked absolutely dominant. 13 0 map score. You know, like they, they when oh, they're against on. Against G2, was it? Yeah, they're on. So Love to see that. It'll, be, it'll be a great event champions is going to be a fun one to watch if it's anything like berlin i think that's the the real winner here is, is riot and valorant esports so many viewers so many people talking about how exciting this event was it's a great sign for this title overall as well as the teams who are competing in it because there's a lot of eyes on it we've gone way over on this fast peak cole it's it's like a mid-speed peak at this point let's move to our next segment <laughs> which is this it's going to be 10 minutes on the clock Start your engines. And uh, you're actually doing that? I don't know. I'm, I'm not doing that. We're just free float. Okay. It's approximately, <laughs> it's approximately 10 minutes. Start your uh your approximate engines. Um but I want to go I want to I want to go into more detail this because as I was watching this, and I know that you were too watching it. If anybody didn't know, Cole also watched this. I know you were noticing the similar thing, which is this, Cole. Ops, the operator, is is supreme. Teams live by the op. They die by the op. It is all that seemed to matter in so many of these rounds. And as, as a team that has never had an op-dominant player or strategy, boy, did it hurt at times. I mean, and I think that it's not, it's not just that we are not ready for the op or like we don't have it in our game plan, although I think it's clear that we don't in a lot of ways. Um, there are clearly just players who are far, far better, right? You talked about the, the top three NA teams and then the gap to the next. You've got the top three operas in Berlin and then the gap to the rest. And it, it, it didn't look close. It didn't feel close. Ye is one of those players who, when we played against him, man, it looked like he was cheating. He was, yeah. he was using a marshal. Like it That's was not an, an accusation. No, it's not. Yes. He's clearly not. He was cheating. so good that it, he yeah. is a human. Cheat he would code. get reported in low elo. Yeah, exactly. Sure. I, I honestly might've reported him because some of these shots he was hitting were just absolutely nutty. Um, so with this and this, this kind of sense of like something, something has shifted here. There's some tectonic shift in the meta that we were standing right on top of. And then the ground opened up and we fell into it right in the fourth place. Um, I just did a little bit of research. So I'm going to share some stats with you. What I was wondering was, okay, so clearly, right? Like if you're going to have an opera in a lot of these teams, it's your duelist 
it's the jet player, right? It's the player who gets the especially jet right now. Yeah, yeah. it's the get Jets out of jail free. Enables jet to yeah, yeah, to op like crazy. Right, yeah. you hit your shot if you're good at opping, and then you get to reset, and they don't know where you are, and you get another op after that. You know, it's so it's just like there's a chain reaction. So some of the stuff I saw. So I was wondering, is Asuna the problem? Um, and and I just wanted to look at him versus the other jet players that we ran into through the. This is not just playoffs. This is also including some group stage. So Defo had a, a heck of a series. I think he was the he was the number twelve rated player overall in the entire playoffs. Right, most used weapon was the op, and and Asuna went three and thirteen against him. So not a good scoreline. Um, clearly, Defo had his number. He actually had much more favorable stats when it comes to the head to head against some of the other top. Uh, or I guess the people we played who also happened to be mm. some of the top rated players in the entire yeah, right. playoffs. <laughs> uh, coincidence, right? So went eight and seven against CNED, who was the number one rated player in all of the tournament. Um, and his most used was. Yeah. Yeah. Six and six against Ye, which I actually thought was, it was much more favorable than I thought it would be. Um, so he went even with Ye. And he, uh, yeah, number three rated. Just an absolutely unbelievable performance from him. Um, the dude is, is, is crazy. Most uses the app. So, you know, I don't feel like it's a, like a hands issue. Like I, I don't, I don't have loss of confidence in Asuna as a duelist, right? It is clear to me that he is not an opera. That is just not something that he is, is like, he's just not minded that way. He, and you think about his place, right? His highlight reels, he's hanging from a rope. And he's shooting people with a phantom before they have a chance to react, right? Like that's yeah. his play. Um, or he's getting like four dudes with a razel. Like that's his play. It's not <laughs> an op shot through a wall, you know, behind smoke. Like that's not that's not what he does. Um so from this event, the top three rated players are all using the op as their most used weapon. That's kind of crazy. And because I, as I was looking at that, I was like, well, is that always the case? Like the op is obviously most expensive weapon. It's one shot kill, right? Like if you watch any tack shooters, you know that the, the op is, is the weapon. That's what you want to get. Your game can, can kind of change entirely on that. So I looked back at Iceland just to see, right? Is this how it's always been? How many of the top 10 rated players at, at Reykjavik do you think had the op as their most used? And you might know this because you have the same notes that I do. But I'm not looking at them. Though. Humor me. Uh, How and many? I haven't read that part. <sighs> I'm guessing it's less because jet op has been a monstrous thing. I would guess, though, that you've still got like tens, you know, and you've still got. You've yeah. still got a. I would say maybe. Somewhere between a third and a half. Of the top 10? Using the most uses the op? Yeah. It's zero. It was zero. Yeah. So it went from zero to what was it? Three. And the top three, all. It was one, two, and three. All is most uses the op. Crazy to me. And you had, like, Tens was the number one rated player. Using the Phantom, right? So something. Oh, wow. Yeah, something has happened in the meta. I need to, re I need to set my brain. <laughs> no, but it's, it's like. I get where you're coming from, right? Because you think about, well, jet op has always been a thing. 
for some reason, and I'm sure that the people who are reading the patch notes very closely will be able to tell us what the actual reason is. Here's the part of the, the show where you say, look, guys, I went to the spike.gg and I just looked at the numbers. So I'm not an analyst and I'm not telling you why this is happening. I'm just saying it's different now. And boy, yeah. did did I feel it um, in the in the top. I think it was maybe only one overall of all of the rated players from Iceland. One had the op as their most used weapon. That's insane. It was it was Yampy from TL, the number 11 rated. So it wasn't even top 10 rated player using the op. So uh, what does this tell us? Okay. Jet in this event, 100% pick rate. Every map, Jet was there. Yeah. Most used weapon for Jet was the op. 0.25 higher KD than almost every other agent. So it was the difference, right? And a, and a 0.25 average across every person who played Jet is insane. <laughs> that yeah. is much higher, right? That is that's a bump. Yeah, that's a bump for sure. Um, and, and and you know, just to drive this point home, uh, Asuna played in the playoffs specifically. I'm just not talking about group stage playoffs only. He had uh, five maps. One was Reyna, which he won. Four were Jet, and he went one and three. So this mm-hmm. current. I think he, you know, he is not, um, he's not as good on jet, I would say, as the other duelists. Um, and especially not when jet, jet is the op player. Yeah. And here's the last thing that I looked up. And I think this really drove the point home for me. When we played against Envy, you, it's easy to get, and I think it's more common, I won't say it's easy, it's more common to get first blood with an op. You hold an angle and you wait right. for somebody to, to dare challenge you and you get them. And, and that is kind of the, uh, Asuna had some of those, right? Cause he used the op cause you have to. Here's what I looked at. The number of kills after first blood in a round that were, were by the op. Asuna had one across the entire <laughs> envy match. Uh. Yay had 10 10 kills and i'm not counting the first bloods that he got 10 after first blood it's the reposition it's the second guy right if you get first blood with an op there's a good chance that you're you have a five to four advantage on the map if you get the second and third blood on a map or the second and fourth blood on a map the map is that that round is done um and and i didn't count the three martial kills he had after first blood but you could say he had closer to 13 using rifles. Or not rifles, but the, uh, the, the, op. the op. So Cole, <sighs> I would say, I really hope <laughs> the champions has played on a different patch where the op is not the actual end-all be-all. They've got a, they've, they're going to nerf Jet. They're going to nerf Jet. There's no way. Yeah. The, the champion is clearly the, busted The little right now. extra dash or whatever she gets off it. It's just, it's like cheating, man. And they're going to have to do something about that. And if they don't, then we're going to have to do something about that. This is the problem. It's like, yeah. we had some, we had a good stretch or maybe a couple good stretches of nitro ops. Yes. But for the most part, it's like, mm, you know, in this game, it hasn't translated quite as well for him. Honestly, to me, I feel like the bigger problem is not necessarily our opping, even though that's clearly like, you know, something we need to work on or whatever. But we gave up the kill to the opera 
way more than any other team. It felt like any, I didn't watch every match from the tournament, but yeah. every time I was watching, it felt like we gave up that kill all the time. And yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's just purely a matter of the other team having beastly offers. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're just getting lazy about the angles or something. Cause yeah. we were getting absolutely murked and other teams weren't committing that same error to the degree that we were. So, I mean, yes, Jet's going to need a nerf. Mm-hmm. I think all the pros are saying that. Um, but we need to like tighten up a bit <laughs> when it comes to that. Because like you're saying, we're basically playing many maps 4v5. Yeah. Uh, which, kudos to us for still being able yeah. to do very well in the tournament, basically <laughs> playing 4v5. That is absolutely it. So, look, I like our odds even more. If the changes come through to the meta before LCQ, or before champions, right? Like, yeah, I, I think we move considerably up because we were playing at a pretty significant disadvantage. When you think about these players, when you think about Berlin, there will be names that come to mind, right? Nats is one of them. He's yeah. not whether he's not the opera, but he is absolutely correct. But yay, Defo, right? Like these guys are operas and CNED, yep. And so this was their time to shine, and they absolutely did. So, yeah, fourth place for us. You you might listen to what I just said and say, dang, so we just like completely fell flat, huh? We didn't even make it out of groups because of this op thing. No, we didn't. I hope that they <laughs> change it. I think that we could see more of Nitro on the op with Jet. He had some really good looks, uh, and it was counter-oping yeah, he did. a lot of it. Um, mm-hmm. So it's possible that he could be part of the answer to that. I hope it doesn't come to that, though, because... Uh, I think it fits our overall team composition better uh, if we can rely more on rifles than ops. Yeah, for sure. We'll see. All right, Cole. Uh, that was our slow peak. Let us move now to the part of the show where we let somebody else who knows more about this this game talk about something, and then we just react. It's time for... You want me to do it? Yeah, I want you to do it. Molly! <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> incendiary take. Let's go. It's time for the incendiary. Sorry for not reading your cues. No, that's all right. We didn't practice that. We didn't rehearse that in rehearsal. Uh, okay. We this rehearsal? comes from, from Mont, and it's a little bit long, but I'll read the whole thing. Because uh, it's, it's, it's a hot one. He gave us a, an incendiary take here. It's about Hiko. Hiko, is, and this is what Mont has to say. Hiko's constantly baiting our teammates, causing us to lose rounds that we should have won. Okay. Uh, starting off with the hot part. On top of this being, uh, on top of him being bottom frag for most of our of Masters, he was definitely the worst performing member of the team. People remember him for his clutches and use those as reasoning to why he did well, but he lost us so many rounds single-handedly. Not saying he needs to be traded, in parentheses yet, but... He either needs to stop playing for his own ego of clutching rounds and start playing for the team and peaking with people to win his free rounds. And then in parentheses, this was also a team issue where we kept single peaking and dying for free. So I think this is very a, hot. Yeah, very hot. Very hot. It's an interesting question to think about and to ask. And um, in part, it's because I think this is what happens when you don't lift a trophy, right? When you lift a trophy, people say, keep everything exactly as it is change nothing why would you ever change anything what are you doing um and if you fall anywhere short of that i think people's minds turn immediately to this is very natural 
turn immediately to how do you get better than the best team? Because you want the trophy. So I think this is a natural instinct. This is a hard, and this is a hard exercise to do in a way that doesn't feel like you are risking more than you are fit to gain. (laughs) We have a lot of really good players and a lot of them contribute things that are unique to this scene, right? I think that's one of the things about our team that is so compelling. Like you have Hiko who has this reputation for being a clutch master steal with a galaxy brain in game leader, right? Like I could go on. So Mont basically is saying, if you've got to make a change, it needs to be Hiko. I am curious for your thoughts on that. If you agree with him, if you would say, yeah, if you have to change one thing, it's Hiko. Or if you think there might be something else, or if you just say, no, change nothing, keep it as it is. Wait for the meta to shift more in our favor and we'll be fine. So I'm probably going to give a long reaction to this. So sorry about that um, in advance, but um, here's the thing. First of all, with Hiko like playing as a bait, a bait, baiting his teammates and stuff, or like being the last one to die and all that. I don't think it's about his ego and trying to clutch out. I think it's about what he's playing and what he does for the team, you know? So he's usually on Sova shout out Sova on Sova main. (laughs) If you, if you consider playing Valorant like once every two months is enough to have a main. That's me. Um, but you know, you, you have a kit that gathers Intel so well that you kind of need to keep them alive. Right. Mm-hmm. And because he is a clutch player, he is, he is smart at how to handle multiple targets at once. Um, I feel like you, if you don't have him doing that, you're actually deemphasizing his strengths. Okay. Now I get the rationale here mm-hmm. because it's like, well, you know, if if we're not relying on what's what can we do at the end of a round to win? Because like one of the things we're known for is our retake, right? Yep. Like if 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 we play a different style, then that's one thing. But I, as presently constituted, I don't think we we can play another style and get the same result. I think if we have Hiko on our team, who's a good player, we play the way that maximizes his value. So that's a tough thing for me because I don't think it's about his ego. I don't think he's, I think it's just like the position that that player and this strategy and this champion or this agent uh, ends up doing. Now, other side of the coin, um, when it comes to if there's a change to be made, first of all, we just hit, we had a top four in the world finish. Imagine if our LCS team did that. Would you want changes? Mm. If we hit semifinals at Worlds. If we hit semifinals at Worlds, I'm like, this is the best thing ever. I cannot believe it. Right? I don't want to change it. But let's get rid of Abadaga. <laughs> and that's an unfair comparison because I don't think they're the same, yeah. but as an example. Yeah. Um, but the, it's like, it's really hard to argue for like removing the cornerstone piece of the team after a top four in the world finish. It's really hard to make that argument. So I'm in general not a fan of that. Now, that said, if you're optimizing this team in, in the way that Valorant is being played right now, if you do have to make a change and all kind of options are on the table, that's, that would probably be where you'd start. I would, I would lean either Hiko or Steel for being like a piece I would rotate out. I think Ethan's very good and he's only getting better. Mm-hmm. 
Asuna is like a singular kind of player. Yep. He may not be the best in NA or whatever, but he's like really, really, really good. And he plays in a way that's different than most people. And I really love having him on the team and he's young. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I Nitro and Steel. They've kind of they kind of are in the same place for me. Like I, it's hard for me to choose, but I I think I lean Nitro most of the time. Um, he won't play one handed and lose the round. Um, but I do think that like at some point, if this if things kind of stay the way that they are in Valorant, then strategically we would need to play the game in a different way if we are trying to win the world title. Mm-hmm we are trying to win champs and that if we're talking about like what can we do to change the strategy and the way we play he goes the place to start i don't know i really like kiko i'm not calling for him to be switched out i don't want changes made to the team right now i'm very happy with top four and i think we can do better if we tighten up yeah but i understand where this is coming from i understand where the sentiment is and like you said wanting to get better after you lose I get that. I want to get better too. I'm just not sure that there are really options at this point yep. to get better. And here's one thing we learned about 100 Thieves in the last 18 months. If there's something out there that is promising towards making the team better, you can bet they're going to do it. Yep. All right. Ethan was a pretty big risk. If you guys don't remember, we won first strike we won the first like major championship in north america and made a roster change after it right (laughs) we swapped dicey out uh and if if i'm remembering right dicey was playing a lot of jet op right yeah my i may be pulling that out of my butt i'm going back a bit anyway we made a change and that change has worked out for us and i love dicey by the way i i actually really like that kid i liked him as a player it was sad, but it's like the team saw an opportunity to get better and they took it. Mm-hmm. If there's a way to get better, I have faith in the management of this team that they're going to take that risk. If they believe in it, they're going to do it. This is not an org that's satisfied with losing as has been demonstrated. Right. So, yeah. and, and I think I have, I have I want to faith point out. That, that that will happen yeah. if, if it's possible. I want to point out, right? I think what we're learning over time is that the people who have accountability across the esports pillar are minded in that way. You see it in, in LCS. You see it in COD, right? And, you know, COD obviously has not worked at the level that we expect it to, but we continue to make changes. We bring in Envoy. Like, yeah. And remember what happened at the end of 2018 and into mm-hmm. the 2019 year, right? Right. COD went poorly. They made a couple of big changes, Right. And we won two rings that year. <laughs> so yeah, Exactly. So, yeah, that, that is what over the long term builds confidence that, hey, look, if you don't get it exact, and we're kind of off the, the take now, but I just want to, I think this is an important point to drive home in general. Those kinds of decisions over time is what builds confidence in program leadership, right? So, yeah. like, Jacob is clearly somebody who has an ability to recognize opportunities and act on them at times that others might not. And I think we have seen it play out a lot of times where people have second guessed the things that we've done. Um, and, and honestly, more often than not, those things have either led to us getting better over time or 
immediately. So in Valorant, it's like a hundred percent success rate of improving the team, right? Yes. Every change has improved the team. Right. Right. So that's pretty outstanding. Um, and I think important to just keep that in mind, right? That we have a lot yeah. of reasons to be confident in the direction of our esports programs in general. Doesn't mean that things aren't going to not work exactly as we hope from time to time, but I think overall it, it tends towards this seems to be a good idea. Go ahead. I'm, I'll make my obligatory NBA reference. I feel like Jacob at this point, we're talking about milk, right? Mm. I think it's like he's like LeBron after um, the COVID title. Yeah. Where he's like, I just want my dang respect. <laughs> you know, we just want our respect. Yeah. I that's what Jacob is like for me right now. Yeah. Like and when he first joined I mean, kudos to him. Yeah. When he first <laughs> joined Hunter Thieves, I, I remember there were some loud voices in the community who said, like, eh, I'm not sure about this guy. He's got kind of a checkered past with Dota, some some stuff, you know, weird stuff. Uh that's gone. That that has all yeah. been dismissed. So I'm glad for that. We're probably long, Cole, at this point. We're definitely long. Um that's only because we love you guys so much. Yeah, exactly. Second second show, second stream of the night, we would keep going probably endlessly if we didn't have some kind of obligation to a, sh a more condensed format for this whole show. Um, but what I'll close this part out, the incendiary, by just saying, I think that for me, yeah, I put you on the spot and I said, if you had to change something, would you? Yeah. I, I think you're right. And um, don't usually do this, but Styles is in chat saying basically, you know, this team shouldn't make a change until next year. And I think that's right. Like clearly nothing's going to happen. I think that's now. right too. You you have off season. This will be the first off season in Valorant. There will be interesting things happening. My guess is there will be CS players who want in on the sweet sweet Valorant action who have held out until now. So yeah, talent pool is going to be probably wide open, as well as some of these teams who didn't succeed this year and they have now free agents. So yeah, more more options, more interesting things will happen. No changes now. Nothing before LCQ. If we make it to Champions, nothing then. Uh, we go with what we have. And I think we've got something great. This is a really fun team. It's been outstanding to watch. One of our most compelling um, efforts in, in across all of the esports that we're in. So I think it's a, a fantastic uh, accomplishment for the first year of Valorant. We should be really happy about this and definitely celebrate. Yep. All right, Cole. That's going to do it for Fast Week last week. That's going to do it for us tonight. Um, excited for what's to come there's gonna be more fun valorant to watch we get to to do some more in lcq coming up we'll we'll do something around that for sure we'll either, be here either at the end of lcq um either way we'll, we'll do a show either way so thanks to those of you hanging out thanks for uh listening the past week last week we love this show uh we love this team we'll keep showing up and talk about it and uh hope that you'll join us cole uh, I think I might, this is my part to say, we love you, we miss you already, and you say, take care. Wow, honey. LA, wow, honey. LA. All I ever asked is one, wow, honey. LA, yeah. LA, wow, honey. All I ever asked is one.